Good morning, everyone. It's wonderful to be together again this morning. And today's preach is being filmed from a corner of our bedroom. Uh, we currently have a child doing online schooling in every room of this house. I'm sure many of you are sharing that reality at the moment. And so welcome to the Maud home. Um, I want to specifically say thank you so much to all of you who joined in this last week in our time of prayer and fasting as a community. It was a very deep and powerful time. Um, just bringing our hearts as a joint community and our togetherness to the Lord and saying, Holy Spirit, come and be everything that you want to be. Come and do whatever you want to do in and through us. And so um, we really enjoyed sharing that time with you and just look forward to all the Holy Spirit has got in the weeks and months ahead for us. This morning's message is called Every Step and Arrival. And it really is a continuation from uh, last week's message where Rob and I outlined something of what we feel the Lord wants to speak for 2021. Uh, and that was entitled, What's Next Papa? And so the theme of today's message is making room for what's next Papa. And it's called Every Step and Arrival. The title is actually a line from a poem by Denise Levitov. Uh, that was highlighted to be by Eugene Peterson. And really, it's a beautiful and powerful line honoring the steps of the journey that we take with the Holy Spirit. Friends, we can be so destination focused. Um, when this breakthrough happens, when I get there, when this thing happens, then everything will be all right. But actually, that's not the good news of our salvation. We are already home. We are knitted into the victory in Jesus, us in him and him in us. And so we get to live out of that place in friendship and fellowship with the Holy Spirit every day. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's our friend. He's our guide. Um, in John 16, the Aramaic word for the Holy Spirit used is parakleta, which means the one that saves us from the effect of the curse. So we are saved by the blood of Jesus, his death and his resurrection. And then the Holy Spirit makes real the fullness of what Jesus bought with his own blood to us every day, day by day, step by step. And so it's not about the one day when, when we get there, when something happens. It's not about the destination. It's that every step is an arrival. So every moment of our lives, whether we're facing friction or challenge or difficulty, that moment is an opportunity for deeper intimacy with the Lord, with Jesus, to have his kingdom made real to us in and through our lives. So as we get to those moments of challenge and of opposition and of friction, we say to the Lord, Lord, what are you saying in this moment? What what are you seeing that I'm not, not seeing? What is on your heart? Shift the way I'm seeing things. Shift my mind. Shift my heart in this moment. And that really, friends, is the process of allowing the yeast of the kingdom that Rob spoke about last week to be massaged into every area of our lives. I want to remind us this morning God is in the place that you're in. The very street that you live in, the neighborhood with your friends, your family, your community, that coffee shop that you love to visit, the place of your work, God is in that place. 
I just love um, a very powerful scripture in Genesis 28 where Jacob falls asleep and he has that dream of the ladder that connects heaven to earth and the angels going up and down that ladder appearing over his head. And he wakes up and he says, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. Isn't that so powerful? For me and you, friends, that is our reality. The picture given to Jacob was fulfilled in the person of Jesus, that we have an open realm of heaven above and in and through our lives, the presence of Jesus coming in and through us. And yet we can be unaware of that in that moment. Surely the Lord is in this place. Let's become aware of that. So God is in the place that you're in and he's in the time that you are in. His presence in the present. For me, that means right here in Johannesburg, in this home, in Parktown North, in the street we live in, uh, in the schools where my children go to school, in the businesses that we own, in our community. I expect the presence of God right here where we are and right now in January 2021. I was created for such a time as this. There is no better place or better time. God wants to be known and made real and alive where we are right now. I also want to remind us, friends, that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not based on our performance or on our circumstance. It is based on our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So the fruit of the Holy Spirit comes out of intimacy and friendship with him. There is no season, good or bad, easy or challenging, where we should not be developing and growing the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so I want to challenge each one of us, no matter what we are facing right now, can we say, Holy Spirit, am I experiencing the fruit of the nature of God, your love, your kindness, your, your patience, your joy right now in this moment. So today I want to again just ground us in that expectation that Rob and I chatted about last week, that we would see the kingdom of God come in and through every single part of our lives this year. And I want to jump into the biblical account of the story of Mary. I love the story and I feel like there's beautiful aspects that can help us to position our hearts for what's next, Papa. I've loved the story of Mary since I was a little girl. And um, my old grand, my mom's mom, had this little photostatted A4 sheet where there was a, a black and white sketch of Mary and these words. And it was up on her wall next to her bed. May Jesus be born in me. May he grow in me without hindrance and may he be in and through me all that he wishes to be. Such powerful words. And I remember reading them over and over during the years of my childhood and my teenage years and really only beginning to fully understand them as I grew in my friendship with the Holy Spirit. The reality that I have been reborn as his daughter. He has been born in me and I have been born anew through the blood and death of Jesus. And now the Holy Spirit is in me. He grows in me. And my response needs to be, have all the space you need to let there be no hindrance to be in and through me all that you wish to be. Just like Mary, my own life is a resting place for the Holy Spirit. And my journey is one of learning how to obey, how to yield and surrender, have, have zero resistance to the Holy Spirit 
just like Jesus did when he walked this earth. And so over the Christmas season, I've been thinking a lot about the story of Mary and trying to put myself in her shoes. Friends, would you, if you were a neighbor to Mary, you know, 2000 years ago, you're one of the the villagers in her community, would you have recognized that the grand plan of God was being played out in this teenage girl in a tiny village in Galilee? Um, I think over the last couple of weeks and, and even last year, the Lord has been showing us and Rob and I have been speaking about the fact that the kingdom of God looks completely different to the kingdom of this world. And the Holy Spirit is training our eyes to see this is his kingdom. This is where he's working. It's not always the biggest thing. It's not always the most titillating thing. But it's where the Lord is moving. And so this grand plan is unfolding in the life of a teenage girl in this little, um, this little village. And from the very start of the story, we realize that it is in our humanity, in the ordinariness of everyday life, that God births, grows, and puts on display to the world his power and his love. It's where he accomplishes and fulfills his salvation plans. Sometimes we expect it to be like out there, something grand and ethereal, but it's in the dust, in the grit of our everyday life that God's plans unfold. Eugene Peterson, author of the Message Translation, says this, and I absolutely love this quote. Religion or Christianity can be many things. Her theology profound, her meditations mystic, her moral counsels wise, her ceremonies splendid. But until she is dragged into the common round, she is not alive with good news, nor does she have a chance to put her ideas and beliefs to use, testing them out in actual life situations. The Holy Spirit wants us to dare greatly. I'm using that phrase from Theodore Roosevelt's speech. Thank you, Teddy to dare greatly and to actually test out the fullness of what Jesus has won for us at the cross in our actual life situations. He doesn't want us to sit on the sidelines of our lives and have a theological viewpoint or crit, but actually get into the fray, trying out life with the Holy Spirit, trying out in faith what Jesus has bought for us praying for healing, um, praying for oppression to be lifted, um, partnering with the Holy Spirit in his wisdom and creativity, bringing solutions and ideas, um, starting maybe a business or, or project, something that matters, and living in wild obedience to the Holy Spirit. Friends, let 2021 be the year where we dare greatly in our friendship with Jesus. So I'm going to read from Luke 1, uh, 26 to 29. During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared, appeared to her and said, grace to you, young woman. For the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. Mary's first response is that she was troubled and actually bewildered 
at what the angel had to say, which is a really interesting response, right? I think we can fall into this trap of waiting for something bigger or someone more experienced or more talented, something different and maybe more exciting. But right here in this place, to have the kingdom of God birthing in me, in, in, in this ordinary moment, must have been something of a bewilderment, something of a, could this be really happening for Mary? And of course, it's also not uh, difficult to see that Mary's life must have looked something like ours. She was engaged to be married. She must have been planning her wedding and thinking about her future husband and where they would live and what children they'd have, what they'd name their children, how the community would feel about their marriage and maybe what, what their children would do and how they would grow up. All of these kind of best laid plans that Mary must have been thinking about. And yet into that space of her life, this invitation is presented to her. Do you want to be part of God's magnificent adventure? Do you want to receive the gift of participation? Friends, I feel like every day we have that choice of participating in the adventure of life with the Holy Spirit. We don't have to. There's no, actually, there's no, you don't have to respond to that, but you get to participate in the adventure of the Holy Spirit. And it's kind of either adventure or control, life on my terms or life on God's terms. And we, the church's body, we are created to continue the work of Jesus, his speaking and doing on the earth today. This kingdom that we are in is a glory to glory kingdom. There is something right now of a reset um, in the church globally, right? We're going back to something of the essence of the church of Acts, um, where the simple gospel was spreading, where the fire of the Holy Spirit was being caught life to life, home to home. But we're not going backwards, friends. Actually, the Holy Spirit has got even greater things to do in the years ahead and the decades ahead. And so for us, can we respond with an expectation in our hearts with a childlike What's next, Papa? I'm ready for the adventure with you, Holy Spirit. You have my yes. I get to do this with you. I suppose it's like Jesus says, it's finding treasure in a field or the pearl of great price and selling everything for that. Um, or this beautiful mystery in the words of Jesus where he says, if your first concern is to look after yourself, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you'll find both yourself and me. And so Mary is willing to respond to this invitation and she becomes involved in the Jesus story, the ongoing Jesus story of which you and I are a part of because we're knitted in by the Holy Spirit. And she becomes part of the story that will be told throughout history. And so our prayer as a community is that we would receive in our hearts a birthing of the plans of the Father through the Holy Spirit in the middle of our best laid plans, in the middle of wherever we find ourselves, that the plans and purposes, the heart of the Father through the Holy Spirit would be birthed like it was for Mary in that moment in the middle of us, in the middle of our lives as a community. Okay, let's go back to Luke. But the angel reassured her saying, do not yield to your fear, Mary. Do not yield to your fear. <laughs> For the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you 
with a wonderful gift. I'm going to stop there for a moment and just refer to what Rob said last week. The Lord gave him a word for the year, surprise. And um, as we entered 2021, it was probably one of the first years where we felt a little bit apprehensive bewildered, a little bit uncertain in terms of what the months of the year will unfold for us in terms of business and and different other aspects. And so we enter 2021 like this and the Lord says, Rob, I'm going to surprise you with wonderful gifts. And friends, I have to tell you, we are 22, 23 days in to January and the Lord is surprising us with more than we could ever ask dream or imagine. In years previously, I've come with my dreams and said, Lord, you you try and achieve that. This year, there's almost been like a yielding of, I can't even map out my dream. And the Lord is showing up with more than we could ask, dream or imagine. What a beautiful surprise. Okay, let's jump back into the story. So the angel says, you will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. And he will reign as king of Israel forever. And his reign will have no limit. And Mary said, but how could this happen? I am a virgin. And Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. And then Mary responded saying, this is amazing. I will be a mother for the Lord and his servant. I will accept whatever he has for me. Let's start with this. The story of Jesus is the most powerful mystery. Um, where the human and the divine meet together in the belly of a young teenage Middle Eastern girl. It's profound. And it's the tension that Jesus is fully God and fully human, two seemingly contradictory things that meet in the belly of, of Mary and that become Jesus, fully man, son of God, son of man, fully man, fully God. And that is the same mystery, friends, that you and I get to live in every day. It is a profound, beautiful, beyond comprehension mystery that you and I carry the fullness of God within us in union with Jesus, in our humanness, in our ordinary everyday lives. We carry the fullness of God. Colossians 2 verse 9 to 11. For Jesus is the complete fullness of deity living in human form and our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. That's something to continually come back to and meditate on this beautiful and divine truth. The second thing that I just want to mention is that as sons and daughters, as we grow and mature, as we are transformed in our lives, it happens in kind of two different ways. The first aspect is that you get to make decisions in your life that aid and help in your transformation. For example, um, if you decide to do exercise every day, you're going to strengthen in your muscles in your body. Um, If you decide to eat healthy and maybe stop For me, it's um, gluten-free chocolate cookies. You know, stop eating those all the time. You're going to lose a kilogram or two. If you choose to practice gratitude and thankfulness, maybe journaling, you are going to find that your mindset transforms. And 
So those are the beautiful tools. And actually, as a community, I love the tools and rhythms that we have cultivated. They are tried and tested processes that really help us to live well with the Lord and with one another. And rhythms of rest and journaling and meeting around a table and communication tools. Beautiful, important. I love the way that we we teach on those things. But there is another part of your transformation that is like the virgin birth in the way that you're actually not in charge of it. It's less about you generating up the energy and strength and power to accomplish something and more about us being open to the transformation that the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through our lives. It begins quietly and deeply in the deepest, truest part of where we are. And really it is about our response, Holy Spirit, I'm making room for you. I don't even know what that means. Like Mary said, how can this happen? I am a virgin. How can I even conceptualize what you want to do in and through my life? But I'm opening my heart and I'm saying, Holy Spirit, come and do what only you can do. Come and be fully who you are in and through me. And that's what we want to make room for. Holy Spirit, I'm up for the adventure with you. Is it going to be tame? No. Is it going to be good? Yes in and through me, all that you wish to be. This is the work that the Spirit began in Mary, and this is the work that the Holy Spirit wants to do in each and every one of us. Bringing us, I love this phrase, into the fullness of participatory life with Jesus. Our life is meant to be every single part, like Rob said last week, our work, our home, our personal life and well-being, is in participation with Jesus. And so may we open ourselves to grow into the fullness of participatory life with Jesus, where every part of our lives, we're massaging in his presence, in our present, whether it's in work or home. Lord, what are you doing here? What are you saying? What do you want to do? Who are you highlighting? And allow him to birth what only he can do. May our impossibilities, that's what my my, uh, phrase was last year, may our impossibilities be the starting points for God's possibility. May our impossibilities be the place where we actually see the greatest fruitfulness because it's where the life of God begins to transform and revive. And so friends, as we look to this year together and as we're walking in our journey with Jesus together, may we give him our full attention our full affection as devoted ones, as in love ones. And I'm going to end with the scripture from Romans 12 in the message. Place your life before God. Here's what I want you to do, Collective Church. Kirsten, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, let us fix our attention on God. Let us fix our attention on Jesus. And we'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best in you and develops well-formed maturity in you and in me. 
So Jesus, we just want to close this morning by bringing you every aspect of our lives. We bring you our heart and we trust you. We fix our attention on you and we come with such joyful anticipation and expectation to flesh out in the days and weeks of this year a greater expression of our participation in the life of Jesus, the Father and the Holy Spirit. I bless our collective community and all our online friends. And we thank you for what you're already doing. You are so good. You are so kind. You have our yes, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, friends. Hope to see you soon.